defensive stop by the Thunder. Shea going to work. Step back shot. Ellis on him. And he puts it in. Boy, SGA with the nasty move. Let the conversation continue with BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Presented by BetMGM. This is BetMGM tonight. We're on the BetQL Network. You can check us out on Twitch, on YouTube, of course. Ryan Horvath, Sean Levine, holding it down Monday, February 12th, the day after the Super Bowl, which we both agree should be a national holiday. Although we love being here together, breaking down the game. I think Sean likes being here a little bit more than I do because he made big money and he's out in Chiefs Nation, where he now has witnessed three Super Bowl rings. Meanwhile, me, Green Bay Packer fan, guess what I did today? I'll tell you about that later. It involves the futures market. We're going to talk a little NBA. That right there, Bally Sports on the call. SGA, who's having a ridiculous season, averaging 31.1 points per game for the Oklahoma City Thunder, who've been one of the better teams in the Western Conference. We're going to get into a little bit of the MVP market, but before we do that, Sean, we're a betting show, BetMGM tonight, and you got an SGP for the people in one of the games coming up in the NBA involving my Clippers, who I do like tonight, four-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, what do you got? Clippers and Timberwolves, that game tipping off here in a little while. You know I got an SGP. I didn't get too creative. I just took the big guns to have big games. Anthony Edwards over 20, nothing crazy there. Paul George to go over 18, Kawhi to go over 18, and then James Harden to go over 12, and he's – Kind of a tough cookie because sometimes he has those 25, 30-point games where you're like, oh, he's still James Harden. And then sometimes he can come out and just not put up shots for whatever reason. Again, nothing crazy. 50 bucks at plus 190. He'll pay me 145. I'm with you, though. This should be a good game. A lot of points scored in this game also. I hope a lot of them come from Anthony Edwards, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and James Harden. So looking at what went down this weekend – Obviously, big college hoops weekend, Super Bowl weekend. Uh, Sabonis, the Kings, he has another triple-double Friday against the Nuggets. He leads the NBA in rebounding 13 po- uh, boards per game. Uh, Buddy Heald had 20 for Philly and a loss to Atlanta, a game where I, unfortunately, and Nick, we were both on Philadelphia in that game. They continue to stumble without Joel Embiid. Let's talk a little bit about the MVP market, though, man, because we just heard that clip from SGA. We brought it up. He's averaging 31 points per game. The Thunder, one of the better stories in the NBA. He's got the second best odds. Jokic still the favorite, minus 150. Then we get to Giannis at 7 to 1, Luka 10 to 1, Kawhi 25 to 1, Jalen Brunson 50 to 1. If you had to make a bet, maybe you already have a bet on this market, the MVP market, where would you go or who's impressed you the most so far this season? Obviously, Jokic is always a safe bet for the MVP. He's got a couple of those. It's crazy because it feels like Embiid pretty much had that thing on lock. And now, unfortunately, with his injury concerns, it's very much back in play. You played that clip from Shea Gilgis Alexander to bring us back from break. And I would argue that outside of the big four, you can tell me if you disagree. I think most NBA fans would tell you if they're starting a franchise, they would either take Joel Embiid, Jokic, Giannis or Luka Doncic to me because of age and health and all those things those would be the four guys and then you can get a really good argument who would you take after that I think the answer might be SGA he's that good no he really is man I mean and that's a really good young team my question is you know like what's their ceiling this season because you look out west and I feel like Denver's just that sleeping giant not that 
you know, like it's been a rough season for them or they're going through some championship hangover, you know, all they have to do is stay healthy. I love that roster. You know, even with the guys that they did lose, Jokic is the best player in the league, in my opinion, or at least he's 1A or 1B next to Giannis. Like you said, I mean, you got Luka. I love SGA. He's just a natural scorer, bucket getter. But Nuggets, man, Denver, still scary. You have Michael Porter Jr., who, yeah, he's a streaky shooter, but could give you buckets. You have Aaron Gordon, who could guard multiple positions. Comes down to the health of Jamal Murray, because that's another closer that you have in the fourth quarter of games. You have the Clippers with a bunch of vets. We know for the Clippers, it comes down to health right? Um, and I love the moves that they made at the deadline, but it comes down to Kawhi, Paul George, James Harden, all staying healthy for a playoff run. Because we got to remember, man, how good Kawhi is in the playoffs, in the postseason. You know, LeBron James doesn't want to see him in the postseason. Great two-way player. And look what he's done with his three-point shot. He has a better three-point percentage than Steph Curry this season. Remember when wow. Kawhi came into the league with that ugly-ass jumper, man? Now, I mean, yeah, he's lost a step maybe on the defensive end. He's gotten another year older. He's been through some injuries. Also, it's the regular season, but he's playing every night. I love this Clippers team, but the West is tough. So what do you think OKC's ceiling is this season? Because I feel like in the NBA, you kind of have to take your bumps and bruises. Nobody really gets to skip those steps. Jordan had to go through the bad boy Pistons. LeBron had to go through the Celtics and just had to go through leaving Cleveland to go to Miami to get his rings before he went back to Cleveland. Do you think that this is a Western Conference Finals team, an NBA Finals team? Because I agree, SGA should be an MVP candidate. I think he has a legit shot, which is why he's priced plus 275 right now. But what do you think about OKC, who's 9-1 to right now to win the West over at BetMGM? Oh, I don't know, man. That Western Conference is pretty stacked. <laughs> and I think you nailed it when you said you can't really skip steps in the NBA. Think about a team that won it all, like the Denver Nuggets, who, man, I'm looking at the odds right now at BetMGM. Them and the Clippers are pretty much the same, plus 210 to come out of the West. For Denver, plus 225 for your Clippers. I was thinking Ryan's going out on a limb here, but not really. Like, the public, the betting public tends to agree with you. The Clippers actually have a shot at this thing. What I was saying is nobody really believed in the Nuggets last year heading into the playoffs except for real Nuggets fans. Not the betting public, not the Sharps. Nobody was buying into them. They had the fourth best odds, even though they had Jokic and the best record heading into the playoffs last year quite frankly, because they hadn't done it before and they hadn't been healthy before. Now we're saying the same thing about a team like the Clippers. They haven't really done it before because they haven't been healthy before. That's the only question. So I'd like to see the number a little bit better than plus 225 on them. But alas, you asked me about Oklahoma City. Um, Here's the thing. Can Oklahoma City win a playoff series or two with the right matchups? For sure. I think they're that good. They're ahead of pace. Their record tells us as much. But if you're going to bet on them to win the NBA championship, think about it. Like, sit there and actually think about it before you make the bet. Do you really think they can win the NBA championship? Like, can you envision a scenario where it's hot out, it's summertime, and you're talking to your friends at the water cooler about the Thunder winning a championship? I can't. I can't imagine a world where we live in where that many other teams fall by the wayside and the Thunder are the last team left. Now, if we're having this conversation next year, or if we're talking about a stock that I'd like to be invested in for the next five years. I love the Thunder, dude. But if I'm going to actually bet my hard-earned money on a futures team to win the championship this year, I can't do it with the Thunder. They're not there just yet. I like the Gordon Hayward pickup, right? Um, Good move. You know, if I, if I look at it, though, you know, like there's games where they struggle on the glass. Like 
the game against Utah. And again, you don't want to overreact to an NBA regular season game. But they grabbed just 39% of available, available rebounds in that game, their third lowest rate of the season. I just worry about them when they have to go against a tough physical team. It becomes a half-court game. Like, and they're a bunch of young guys. Like, They're only going to continue to get better if they could keep everybody together. I've said this about OKC in the past when they went to the NBA Finals and got gentlemen swept by the heat. And I was like, don't worry. They'll be back. Kind of just like I said about Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, right? Like only this is why what you guys are doing in Kansas City is so remarkable. Doesn't matter what the sport is, man, because it's so hard to repeat or continue to get back and win championships. That's why it was remarkable what the Warriors were doing. Um, because it's so tough to win in the NBA. But if I had to go with one of these young teams, you know, because we talk about Denver and the Clippers, you know, when you look at the Phoenix Suns plus 750, that's another team where it comes down to health. Are you going to have Kevin Durant? Bradley Beal, you know, and Devin Booker fully healthy for an entire playoff run, you know? And, and if so, those are the three scariest teams with the veteran experience. But if I have to pick between Minnesota and Oklahoma City, um, I might look at Minnesota, to be honest, and you're getting the better price right now, 10 to 1. I mean, the thing about them, though, Minnesota, the one knock, right? They're 3 and 8 in games that were within five points in the last five minutes since January 1st. They went 12 and 1 in those games through December 31st. They were winning all those close games since then, just 3 and 8 since the start of the new year. So I need to see them start closing out games. And the reason I like them, though, they had, you know, at least they've had eight players that Chris Finch could really trust. I mean, Kyle Anderson could knock down shots, and now all of a sudden, though, he can. He's 6 of 31 from three. Um, you know, but I, I do like Carl Anthony Towns when he doesn't have to play the five. That's why I love the go bear pickup last year. He's your rim protector. He could clean up on the glass. That'll keep Cat out of foul trouble when we do get into the postseason. And then you got Anthony Edwards, who could go off. He's a real legit closer. I mean, that's why we make the Michael Jordan comp. So if I'm going with a young team, I would rather take the Timberwolves 10 to 1 than the price on OKC 9 to 1. And then as far as MVP conversation, I've been talking about this a lot with Nick. Luka's down to 10 to 1. I played Luka back when there was, I mean, there were really good prices on Luka. I bought in a little bit late, 18 to 1. And the problem is, man, is Dallas is sitting there right now as the eighth seed. They're going to be battling just to be a playing team. But Luka leads his team. He leads the league in scoring, 33 points per game. But he also leads the Mavs in rebounds, assists, and steals per game. Kyrie's missed a bunch of time. Tim Hardaway Jr. is the second leading scorer on that team, and they're still within playoff position. Every night, he's a walking triple-double. I, I like Luka, but what you need most likely is Dallas to climb into at least like a top-five spot in the West. And we're talking about this loaded West in the availability of Kyrie every other night. I don't know if I could trust it. So that's that's not really a market I would jump into right now. But I do still like to look at Luka uh, if you're getting better than, you know, a 10-to-1 price. All right, well, I got a top-10 score for you and a team that's in the top five of their conference. How about the Knicks' new toy? How about Jalen Brunson? You can get him at 50-to-1 right now to be the MVP. And if we're really talking about most valuable players, has there really been a more valuable player in the NBA? Did anybody think that he would be this good or ever and make this Knicks team this relevant? Now, obviously, without Julius Randle and some other dudes, OG Ananobi, well, without their full lineup and he has to carry even more weight, they've struggled a little bit. But when they're right, I think the Knicks could be a problem. I wouldn't be surprised if we look up at the end of the season and the Knicks are like a two or a three seed in the Eastern Conference, 
And I wouldn't be that shocked if they end up in the Eastern Conference Finals either because of Jalen Brunson, especially at that value as you're talking MVP. 50 to 1 for that guy right now? Get me in. No, yeah, and we did. So uh, Trista, Nick, myself, we all bought in on a little bit of Jalen Brunson. It was right before the injury, unfortunately. And here was the case that I made. I'm a big Tom Thibodeau fan, being a, a big Chicago Bulls fan. And other than the 90s, there haven't been many great years other than the Derrick Rose MVP season when he was the youngest MVP in league history. They go to the Eastern Conference Finals, unfortunately get bounced by LeBron in the Heat. And Derrick that season averaged 25 points per game, seven assists per game, four rebounds, and the Bulls went 62-20. and 20. That's how good Tom Thibodeau is. I call him the point guard whisperer, right? Jalen Brunson this season is actually averaging better numbers than Derrick Rose did his MVP season. He's putting oh, wow. up 27 points per game, almost four boards per game, six assists per game, and he's doing that on 48% field goal percentage shooting. And we know uh, we love the New York, the big markets, right? Like the year that I argued for Monty Williams to be coach of the year, and it was Tom Thibodeau instead because the Knicks were a top five seed in the East. Yeah, man, if Brunson can stay healthy, maybe he's worth a look. I don't know. I mean, do you still think there's the voter fatigue with Jokic? Granted, he didn't win the award last year. It went to Embiid. It looked like it was oh, Jokic's no, award all season don't long. But do you think they want like to give voted. it to him again, or do you think they want new blood there? I feel like now that they gave it to a different guy, like and they were willing to give it to Embiid again this year, that they'll look a little bit foolish. I mean, Jokic won the championship. He proved that he's worthy of the back-to-back -back MVPs. Can I get back to a team you were talking about just a second ago before oh, we yeah. go to our commercial break here? And that's Phoenix, because you kind of brush right over them talking about their talent. I do not believe in that team, man. I would run far and fast from the Phoenix Suns, no matter what kind of odds. You can give me 100 to 1 odds on them, and I'm not putting any money on them because of Kevin Durant. And it's not an anti-Kevin Durant take. It's really not. It's just the facts. When, Ryan, have we seen Kevin Durant be the leading scorer, be the main guy on a team that ever went deep in the playoffs. When he was on Golden State, Steph Curry was the man, and I get it. He was the MVP in the finals and all that. But ultimately, if it came down to it, that was Steph Curry's team, and Kevin Durant had to kind of give up the shot at the end of the game. But when I saw him in Oklahoma City as a young buck, and he was the man, he got to the threshold, couldn't win a championship. When I saw him in Brooklyn, he was the man. That was a total disaster. If he lets Devin Booker be the dude, who, by the way, Booker is the eighth leading scorer in the NBA, then that's the only chance that team has. To, I'm talking about go far and win the whole thing. But Kevin Durant, I think when it comes down to it, isn't willing to give the ball up. I'd be surprised if he is. I don't buy into any Kevin Durant team. No way. I don't care what odds you give me. Okay, so like, yeah, if this is like, uh, you know, NBA 2K and I'm rolling with the Suns, then I like their title odds. But A, you got a bunch of dudes that every single season deal with soft tissue injuries. It's a long season. Even if you use load management, I don't trust all these guys to be healthy for a playoff run. And then I look at some of these matchups defensively, and I do not like any of the matchups for Denver if they're fully healthy. Even those younger teams we were just talking about, OKC and Minnesota, I know it's a half-court game in the playoffs, but if they get out and run with their athletic bigs, I don't, I don't know about Phoenix, man. Uh, there's actually a team in the East that I would maybe rather look at that's been really hot. We could get into that a little bit later on. We got Sweat Chamber coming up. I just took a bad beat. I don't know if you consider it a bad beat, man, but the bad luck continues for your boy. We'll get into that. And we got some games coming down to the wire in the association. We'll get to Ryan Horvath, Sean Levine. It's been MGM tonight on the BetQL Network.